0: You know, and the other will, uh, the other will have to. Clare- clarity
1: you know. is my own responsibility, not yours. Are we recording? Oh yeah, this is like I said, this is gold. This is gold. Okay, well, this is, <laughs> okay, well, is going to be half the runtime. This is a bonus pod, and for the listeners, we're not going to mix this. We're not going to edit in fancy clips or even. You're not no, even nothing. understand it's it. It's just going to be down and dirty. So if it doesn't sound perfect in your little ear holes, the reason we're doing it is the Golden Globes were last night, and we just wanted to do a quick take. I think we should keep this to 45 minutes. I was thinking eight. Chris, overall, I think we're living in a time where it's it may be impossible for any award show other than, as we've talked about in the past, the Grammys is a workable, successful award show because there are people performing on stage in the bulk of the show and accepting awards and then giving speeches. And that always is a much more watchable award show than things like the Golden Globes and the Oscars have become right. with regard to the movies. And I think last night was another great example of how bad award shows have become and i would be happy to watch this as escapist entertainment right for three hours i may personally think it's ridiculous for people to wear tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of worth of clothes and jewelry and have teams of people doing their hair and makeup in order to sit in a room and congratulate themselves in a made up awards show, which is what this is, by the way, because the Hollywood Foreign Press is not even a thing. As As we discussed discussed with uh, with Aida
0: Tukla O'Reilly's interview. I'm trying to air quotes as I speak it. uh, With Drew Barrymore, which actually somebody had tweeted about last night. They made some joke about like uh, uh, Drew Barrymore is fully in support
1: of the Hollywood
0: Foreign Press in tonight's Golden
1: Globe Awards. And so if you want to congratulate yourselves as an industry, great. However, can we have some fucking fun? It's like this thing is so freighted with its own inability to comment on the very things everybody is thinking, as we gather to talk about and celebrate movies, that it can't even do those things anymore. The the hosts, let's just start there, Andy Samberg and... Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O oh, are likable people whose talents I admire and appreciate.
0: The first 30 seconds of the monologue, I was like, I, I it was going on charm. I was like, okay, no need for a punchline yet.
1: What about 45 seconds?
0: Then? <laughs> then, then when I was like, okay, time I mean, I'm with being the, serious. Like, punch lines.
1: I think 45 seconds to a minute in, I was like, uh oh. Yeah. This is what we're doing. It became a show where you're not going to talk about the 800 pound gorilla in the room, which are all the issues that that royal Hollywood and the entertainment elite.
0: You don't think that they were talking about them in terms of certainly, like they made a lot of jokes about being I mean, positive and I mean, not I mean, roasting and uh, Yeah, but that's not what this being is for. Positivity, and I don't
1: want fucking positivity. I want an but, award I mean, show. I want to laugh. The, but what are the issues of the day that you thought that they were ignoring? The problem is, is that we live in a time where politics has infused everything, including an award show. Mm-hmm. And if you have an award show without politics, which I thought is largely what we had last night, there's no mention of Trump. There is no mention of the scandals that have erupted throughout Hollywood. There was one Les, Moos, one very weak Les Moonvez joke, which came across in its delivery as a bit of a cross network shot. I thought, uh, mm-hmm. from Andy Samberg, who's now an NBC guy again mm-hmm. with his show moving from Fox to NBC saying, as he introduced, A group of people from CBS, who's Les Moonves' network, and Les Moonves for people who don't follow this closely, like we do, for whatever reason. Les Moonves, one of the most powerful people in the entertainment industry, recently felled by a Me Too scandal. Um, And he made a little comment about that as the three people from Big Bang Theory came on Mm -hmm, stage. mm -hmm. But there was no social media awareness whatsoever in the telecast. Now, behind the scenes of these things, you have hundreds of people beavering away who are aware of what's going on on social media the biggest story the whole night of the telecast was fiji water girl how do you not bring fiji water girl out onto the stage and make that a thing that would have been funny yes. and welcome frankly what was the feud going on shots fired between um what's her name missy missy what's her name and uh and uh allison Bree? oh i didn't know oh oh see you didn't know this this is going to be the next well, season I, of feud well you you were not really watching much of the telecast. I to, watched to save I watched your, the
0: first hour or so, but then and even that I sort of, you know, half watched.
1: Okay, well, I don't know if you know this, but apparently, allegedly, there was a hot mic incident involving Chrissy Metz, who's one of the stars of This Is Us on NBC. Uh-huh. And Allison Brie, who is the star of Glow, the yes. wrestling show mm-hmm. on Netflix, I believe. So Chrissy Metz was doing a live shot and the hosts asked her to help them toss to another host at a different location who was going to be intervie- interviewing Allison Brie. Yeah. So she did that, and then the the mic remained hot, even though the shot switched. And you can hear on the video the host say to Chrissy Metz, who is now who believes she's now yes. off camera, right. Do you know her? Meaning Alison Brie. And she goes, something like, Do I know her? She's such a bitch. And Whoa. so that was trending on social media through the entire telecast. Sure. Okay. That was on the red carpets before the show had started. That was before so, yeah. the show had started, but it was raging on Twitter all during the show. Oh, wow. And at one point, Chrissy Metz was on stage presenting an award, and one of the people who could have won the award was Allison Bree. And wow. no one made any reference to any of this. There's a lot of stuff that was going on in the ether. And whether it's the Kevin Spacey video or whether it's the Trump issues or whether it's Time's Up, which was referenced subtly in some ways throughout the thing, there's just a lot of stuff that's kind of in the air that I felt if you really are deft and you really are comedically facile at Reacting quickly and appropriately, which I which I grant you is one of the most difficult sure. things to do. It just felt like a lost opportunity, even in a stupid way. Fiji Water Girl was also trending crazily throughout the thing and is still a story today. Yeah, no, that's I a really you. funny thing. Bring her out. The
0: disagreement that I had was that I think that they were very conscious of the politics, certainly of diversity, and
1: and by trying, to yeah, be that's positive a that's a making, barrel of but, laughs at an award show well, to get again, into that's Chris. Maybe, but it's
0: not like Kevin Spacey would be a barrel of laughs either. And I think they were thinking how to deal with these things without trivializing it which is i think probably why they avoided some of those things because, yeah
1: but when you, you avoid know, it it makes you look out of touch so listen if you're going to avoid like they it emphasize the other other I know, elements i know of but politics, chris if you're, you're going to avoid everything avoid everything i'm not saying they have to delve into this stuff if you're going to avoid it all great then give me some fucking funny jokes that are topical um, about the material that we're there to discuss but the banter was horrible the banter and the jokes yeah. were lame and they the were, reason they yeah. were lame and horrible was because they were avoiding everything.
0: I agree. I think they made a choice. They made the choice that at gave them the least comedic possibility, like to try to emphasize the positivity, to try to emphasize the earnestness, to allow for the. Uh, okay, the let, me or... let me but, stop but you there. Let me stop you there. The least earnestness comedic? of
1: what? The fucking Hollywood foreign press and the Golden Globes? Well, not so much. Yeah, I well, see you. Yes, but I mean Chris, I see you. Well, you know, I. I mean, what do you You want the Golden Globes to be an earnest assessment of diversity and inclusiveness is that is that what the golden globe awards should be in that your was eyes the choice that i think that they
0: made you but, know I mean?
1: No, but asking you what you want it to be oh
0: i have no i want it to be short <laughs> that, <laughs> or non-existent <laughs> or non-existent uh i would much rather just you know look oh. at the headlines the next day um you know to me i i don't much care for awards shows so when even when watching it there was sort of like a meta thing of but guys, like you said, it really wasn't funny. And I did feel for these two charming hosts who seemed to be sort of working within the, the construction. Until the they disappeared they for the
1: last two thirds of the show, by the way, which is another weird thing that Globes has done the last couple of years in a row. Oh,
0: really? That they yeah, like they come out up?
1: and they do the monologue and then they're kind of there. But then there's sort of like an hour and a half goes by where you're like, Wait, I haven't seen those two. Yeah. You know, and they don't come out and do the topical referential humor about what just occurred on stage in yeah. the way that I think the better hosts do. And like you said, with something like uh, Fiji Water Girl yes. and,
0: and that uh, the hot mic moment, like yeah. those are things that are sort of... That's the stuff everyone's actually talking about. They, I, I was
1: about to say, yeah, that, that they could have taken advantage yes. of, of that. And they can do that. They have people sitting backstage. Somebody in their headset could say... Can you get me the Fiji water girl? We're going to bring yeah. her on stage. And I want Andy and Sandra to do some funny business with her. That would have been great. They could have gotten all the photos that I was looking at on Twitter. They could have gotten someone to put together so that I understand that in the room, maybe it's not quite the same as we are at home following along right. on Twitter and second screens. However, I was following many people on Twitter who were in the room and they're saying this is everyone is talking about this in the room. The story right. is going through the room that something happened. And then, of course, Chrissy Metz came out and said, I never said that. I hope she knows my heart. But those, to me, are the missed opportunities. My take, at least, is always like, guys, these are movies. Let's have some fun. And I'm all for the fun and the celebration of the silliness and the essential communal fun of going to the movies. But if we're going to do that, let's have it be funny. That's not too much to ask. And I don't want to be lectured at. I don't want to be preached to. That's not where I'm going to get my information and my political awareness. Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought some of that stuff was just so tone deaf and kind of missed the point. Getting into the the awards themselves. We're not going to do the TV stuff because who the hell watches TV? <laughs> well, I tweeted last night, my reaction to all these TV shows that I've never seen must be what it must be like for you when I mention all the movies that you've never yeah. seen. So I have some more sympathy for you. Thank you.
0: Well, fine. See, this Although is, these shows this is are what not it's in about the canon. this is the earnestness of of, of opening yourself up. Yeah, I know up you want is. earnestness in your award Absolutely. shows. Absolutely.
1: I just want one, one more thing sandra got a lot of praise for this this moment which my perspective watching these things i'm like you i am always more interested in the meta weirdness that occurs around these things the things that go wrong than i am with the things that go right that's just a flaw in my personality (laughs) um but one of the most amazing moments early on in the show was after they did their weird bit which was like hey our whole thing is we're not gonna insult you except for Andy Sandberg's attempt to reference Ryan Coogler and Black Panther and his joke yeah. about like, did any old Black Panther guys come out and say, hey man, that just fell so flat. And Ryan Coogler was obviously not amused. And I don't blame him. I'm, I'm saying he was just like, what? It was so confusing to follow as yeah. a joke that I think everybody in the room, I mean, every time there was an attempted bit in air quotes, it just fell so flat in the room. You could hear, and Sandra Og oh, goes into this obviously scripted heavy moment where she addresses the camera directly. And you can hear, if you go back and look at this, she starts saying, you know, I see you, I see you. And people don't know what's going on in the room. And they start laughing because they think it's a comedy bit. Yeah. Because they believe these hosts are there to provide some comedic overlay to the events. So people don't know what's happening. Just give out the awards. And by the way, not one clip of any movie is shown. Or TV show. There's yeah. no performance show the Well, the
0: whole Because you'd mentioned this before, that you think the Grammys are the yes. only awards show that works, specifically because it has the performance element. And I guess it didn't realize that they weren't actually showing clips or anything of the movies. And I was like, why not? Like, that's the only... <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. That's <laughs> the... Um, that's whatever, the closest thing the movies can have. Yes. The closest equivalent that they can well, have. Well, we joked the
1: this. other day, like, you know, we can't have them come up and just act on stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Which maybe would be a better thing. But I look, mean, if you were going to strip this down and start over. Are. Look where the Tonys <laughs> are, sure. They do.
0: Yeah, they, they do, do They, they right? have dance numbers and stuff. And Let's they do are. it. I have to admit, I sometimes.
1: How about a song movies. performance last night? Would that have been too much to ask for? I wouldn't, cause, but they do do some of that
0: stuff in the Oscars, right? Like, yes, I wonder they perform the, the songs in the Oscars. Why they don't do it for the Golden Globes. Is it because it is more? Nobody who's in the
1: Hollywood Foreign Press owns anything past an eight-track tape player.
0: (laughs) Well, just to get to one last thing, you know, speaking of that Ryan Coogler, um, rather the Andy Samberg joke about the the black man, it is frustrating because, like I said, I'm a little bit more sympathetic in the sense that they're like, okay, we're going to try to do this, and we're not going to go for the 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 jokes, and we're going to try to sort of the uplift and sort of go for that, which I didn't think was. It's not funny. It's not funny. But then to then try to bring in something as pointed <laughs> I, as I, that, I, yeah. actually, to my mind, trivial. And this is probably it trivialized, right, it. It trivialized it trivialized it in a way that um, it, again, like you, yes. said, because I agree with you. Comedians should be trying to needle things, and that's actually that yes. you sort of realize that whatever one might think about Ricky Gervais as a person, as a comedian, is this that he, like yeah. a little bit of danger, a little bit of vinegar can
1: be yes. kind of fun. He he also listen. Any American award show, all the awards should only go to British people. OK, because they're the only ones who well, they appropriately them anyway. they're the ones, the only ones who appropriately place themselves and the event in some kind of context and don't get all fucking falling apart over the fact that you just want a golden globe. However, the famous Ricky Gervais performance where his take was kind of like where I'm coming from, sort of like this whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah, we're all ridiculous. Let's all acknowledge that and just not get too full of ourselves. That did not go over well in the room yeah. and with many people. Um, but it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny, and I think that Hollywood, like for some reason, it can't self reflect in any kind of way. It takes itself way too seriously. Well, and
0: certainly the Hollywood foreign press, like this is not the Oscars, and so how do they? Why? How can they differentiate themselves? They might as well play up. (laughs) Well, that's what it used um, to be. The
1: looseness. That's what it it. used to be. They're trying to, um... you know, with the Oscars. I think they famously don't serve wine or champagne or alcohol at the table or something oh really i thought so i think there's like a bar at the oscars that you have to go to out but I, it used to be that the whole thing with the golden gloves was like they have booze on yeah. the table we're all drunk and we're all having fun and that used to be what you would watch the golden for because it was looser it wasn't swelled with the self-importance anyway having well, said yes. all that so it was boring i think we're <laughs> it, was, it was it was just boring it was just it was just it, it was just it was it was it was a missed opportunity yeah to have fun, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, when I go to the movies, I, I want to have fun. Is that too much to ask? Am I? You are. Do I have an minor. unreasonable? I do not. <laughs> I think my Chris, views you against fun are very well fun. documented. I want to be told why I'm wrong <laughs> and bad. Now, on to the awards. Best picture, motion picture, drama, the... Nominees were Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Of those films, Bohemian Rhapsody was judged the best motion picture.
0: That uh, that was shocking to me to read that this morning.
1: <laughs> I mean, I haven't yet seen If Beale Street Could Talk. I know you like Black Klansman very much. Yes. Um, you love Black Panther. Yep um however you know black panther i don't know is that something we're going to take seriously as a best drama motion picture yeah, probably I, I not i get it however if it's not black klansman or if beale street could talk and we're talking about bohemian rhapsody and a star is born uh, certainly between bohemian rhapsody and A Star Is born it's not even fucking close yeah. which one is a better quote unquote air quotes movie it's a star is born yeah i mean my god I get that Bohemian Rhapsody is a cultural phenomenon. We have yeah, talked about this.
0: Which is which is still shocking it's to me. It's still
1: going. Um, that's not to take away from Rami Malek's completely deserved win as the actor, because I do think he should have won for what he did, and that is by far, to me, the best and most important reason to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. But this is just another place where I know all award shows, all the criteria is a joke to begin with. Who's better? Who's best? It's all subjective. However... If you're gonna ask me between Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Born, just in terms of a motion picture and how it's organized yeah. and constructed and laid out, it's not even a, it's not even a competition. So that's a joke. Yeah. Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama: Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Lucas Hedges, Rami Malek, John David Washington. John David Washington the cutaway, he looked like he wanted to win. Oh, I didn't see that. I love the different faces that people have. Some people are like, "Hey, it'd be nice to win, but you know, I'm probably not gonna win." They sort of make a wave or they look or they do a face or a funny bit. Right. John David Washington looked like I want to win this. Yeah. Um, but it went to Rami Malek. No surprise there, I yeah. don't think. Um, and I thought he gave a great speech. And he was a little kind of stiff in the beginning of his speech, and then when he got to the Freddie Mercury party, thanked Freddie Mercury very effusively. Then it really opened up, and the room started applauding, and it it, it was a nice moment.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's nice.
1: Not a nice moment. <sighs> Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. And I don't. Why do I even care about this stuff, Chris? But I care, and I was I I jumped off the couch. I yelled. My wife asked, what, what, what happened? And I had to utter the sentence, Glenn Close won over Lady Gaga. (laughs) And that's what outraged me. That outraged me that I was outraged by that. But I am, I am outraged by that right now. That's a joke. Let me ask you,
0: what did you think of the wife?
1: Uh, I didn't see it and I will never see it.
0: All of no one ever saw it, no one ever heard of it. The,
1: I, I just got the screener over the weekend. I was like, What
0: the hell is it? As far as I'm concerned,
1: Chris, and I'm going to be completely wrong about this. As far as I'm concerned, it's a movie about two rich white people, and her problem is that her husband is a Nobel Prize winner.
0: Well, and uh, so I don't give
1: a fuck. Um,
0: I, I did read a little bit, I believe the idea is that she did most of the work and that he has been taken what a, you know, okay, that's great
1: name. over Lady Gaga and a star is born. I'm sorry. Again, I, I, That's a great performance. It does not, it do, would not surprise me if Glenn
0: Close gave a better performance than Lady Gaga,
1: but I oh, haven't seen Oh, as an actor, you mean? I, yeah. As an actor snob?
0: Yes, that the person who's been in this industry for 40 oh, really? years and has honed their craft oh, would she, be better than the, the pop star who, who oh, okay. jumped into just So just because
1: you've been doing it for 40 years, you're going to be better than someone who may have inhabited a character with depth and understanding and... Verisimilitude to her own actual experience, which is probably very similar to the character she's playing. Probably, yeah. So you would like—I haven't seen it. So so you would like to see? Surprise me. You would have liked to seen Glenn Close play the Lady Gaga character in *A Star Is Born*. That would have been a more acting appropriate choice for you. No, I didn't say that, but it would be more interesting. (laughs) God, I'm sorry. Uh, Of those, uh, and again, fully acknowledging that to decide who is best is a stupid gesture. But if you're asking me to choose of these performances, Glenn Close, Lady Gaga, Nicole Kidman in Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy for the movie we released yes. last week. And Rosamund Pike, I'm sorry. And I haven't seen Destroyer, or can you ever forgive me? No, I'm sorry. I haven't seen Destroyer or A Private War right. or The Wife. Right. However, that does not disqualify me from having a very Absolutely firmly held opinion. <laughs> and since we have fought wars, do you have opinions? Since I saw that. two of those movies, Glenn Close, even Glenn Close was shocked. <laughs> She's like, did I, was I in this? The Wife, whoever heard of that? Okay, best motion picture musical or comedy, I think was a shock. Crazy yeah. Rich Asians, the favorite Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, or Vice. Green Book was a juggernaut last night in a bizarre way. You know, I am I keep going back and forth because part of, it doesn't look particularly
0: appealing to me. But then now I we got to watch it, Chris. Then I think uh, Mahershala Ali is always he's so great. good. I'm interested. Oh, he's great. And then and Vigo is always great. And Vigo is always great. And then I hear the one of the Farrelly brothers directed it, and there is not <laughs> one fart joke. So now I'm not interested, but, you know, I, so, so I go back and forth. Uh, and the fact that it is billed as a comedy so weird. is really weird. Yeah.
1: And I mean, of these, uh, I've seen Vice, Mary Poppins Returns, uh, and The Favorite, and I watched over my wife's shoulder her watching Crazy Rich Asians on the Plane. So I feel like I'm qualified. I
0: was gonna say that's a, that's listen that's at least three and a half out of
1: five. I kept watching the telecast last night. And I was thinking every time you know the Mahershala won uh, best motion picture. Didn't it win a screen. They won a screenplay award too. Green Book did, didn't it? Uh, oh, they do. Do they do? I know plays?
0: they uh, I did see a headline that said that it really had
1: cleaned up. Yeah, best screenplay, motion wow. picture, which was hilarious when it won that. This guy Nick Vallelonga is the son of the. Character played by Vigo. Yes. And he was the one who did the talking. Okay. This is another problem I had last night. This is the delicate knife edge that this thing, this whole thing has to walk. There was a bunch of times last night when there were white guys talking for things that either women or people of color had performed or done or right. been or or it was based on. And it was again, it's a little tone-deaf. I was struck by it once when Mark Ronson was talking about the song that won the best song, the song from A Star Is Born. And like, he was doing all the talking. And I get it. He's one of the songwriters. However, on stage, do you want to hear from Mark Ronson, who, unless you're kind of a showbiz insider, you probably don't have any idea who Mark Ronson is. I'll
0: just have to trust you that it's not (laughs) Charles Bronson's son.
1: Well, it's Ronson.
0: Again, close enough. You know, (laughs) with successive generations, you lose a letter here and there.
1: Shallow. He's one of the writers of Shallow. Right. Okay? I'd rather hear from Gaga for crying out loud. She's the one who interpreted and brought the song to life with Bradley Cooper. And and I'm talking against what I said before, which is like the politics of the stuff. But also like when Nick Vallelonga, who was accepting the award for the screenplay for Green Book and Green Book has come under some fire by the family of of the musician Don Cherry. Right. Don Cherry. Okay. His family has expressed a little discomfort with the way. The film has been marketed and the, the the way it used their relatives life and you know, these these things happen when you make films like this right and it's hard to please everybody i get that but nick valalonga didn't even mention don sherry in his little speech until the very end when he sort of was like oh and don sherry even though he wrote it i'm doing air quotes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i don't want to hear from him uh so anyway where was i
0: uh, I think the last thing we did was best comedy or oh, musical. Oh, Green, Green Book, Green Yeah. Book. So now
1: we got to watch Green Book, Chris. Yeah. So we'll jump into that. No way to get funny, out of it. Now it's funny. Prior to watching it, I you and I probably have the same bias against it. To me it looks like a reverse driving Miss Daisy where uh, an uneducated bumbling white guy is encounters um a black person who expands and opens his mind and mm-hmm. he somehow is this is this the object of saving. Through his encounter with this, with this black person, it feels a little antiquated to me. Mm-hmm. But I have mean, it's seen the movie, so perhaps yeah, you know, perhaps it's perhaps it's a, a, perhaps it's a more to... subtle analysis of race relations in the American South in the 1940s and 50s or 60s than I give it credit for. Yeah, we'll we'll reserve judgment.
0: Again, by the man who made. Dumb and dumber Peter Farrelly, yes.
1: Um, a funny moment when his kids ended up coming up on stage with them, which was funny, they had no business being up there. But he was like, Somehow my kids are up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was funny. <laughs> best actress in a motion picture. Um, I will say they got right because Olivia Coleman won for the favorite, although so that makes her the favorite in the best actress category. Period. In the Oscars, we won't have this differentiating differentiation between musical yeah. or comedy mm-hmm. and drama. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt, Elsie Fisher, Charlize Theron, and Constance Wu—the other nominees. Well, I—I I <clears> didn't realize. Did you
0: see Eighth Grade?
1: No, but I'd like to.
0: It's—it's it's a beautiful movie. I—I uh, I have to admit, I do have a um, a sort of bias against child
1: actors. Sort of, just because it's—you know—again, they don't have the—they don't have the forty years of a Glenn Close. So, who? Yeah, who they, what right do they have to have a role? It's
0: not a question of right, but it, but yes, it seems a little bit more like capturing lightning in a bottle as opposed to a skill and craft.
1: Well, Olivia uh, Coleman again. Great. She gave a great speech. Yes. She was funny. She didn't take it too seriously, and she swore. And here's another thing about telecast last night: all of the actual funny moments were bleeped out because of the sound delay that was used when people used profanity. Oh. So Patricia Arquette, uh, Olivia Coleman, Patricia Clarkson sound, seemed mm-hmm. very funny. All these things were bleeped. Were multiple seconds <laughs> of silence. So the only actual funny stuff, funny the were. actual funny stuff, did not play on TV, but you could hear the room erupt. Best Director Motion Picture, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. You know I support that wholeheartedly. Yes. Other nominees, Bradley Cooper, Peter Farrelly, Spike Lee, Adam McKay. Um, I thought Alfonso gave two great sort of speeches. And also yes. gave hope to a man like me whose hair is going gray that with the appropriate black shiny glasses later on in life, I can have a look with some stubble and some messy gray hair like Alfonso you Cuaron. Take advantage still kind of, of that contrast. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking that for Oscars I could maybe— Go out to L.A. and almost do be like an Alfonso Cuaron impersonator and crash parties. If I got a tuxedo and some black glasses, oh yeah, my hair's maybe a little now. still have a little too much color in it, but I could work on that. I was about to say there are definitely ways to get around that. By the time I watch a couple more award shows, I'll probably be totally <laughs> gray. Uh, best Motion Picture, Foreign Language, Roma, won again. Yes, so I guess that puts it in a Best Picture category for the Oscars.
0: Uh, I was sort of surprised because a movie that's been getting some amount of Oscar buzz in the sort of foreign film category, and I'm a little bit biased. My parents coming from Poland, but Cold War, but I was sort of surprised that it was not on there. And a surprise surprised that Girl—I don't know if you'd read anything about the controversies around Girl. uh,
1: Refresh my memory.
0: So Girl is about a transgender ballerina or ballet dancer, but the person— tricks.
1: Make sure you get your pronouns right, Chris.
0: Listen, we're all trying. We're we're all fumbling through it at this point. Um, But it was made by a um, by a man, a young, but a young. I think he's like twenty five. You know, he's relatively Uh young. But uh, but yes, but so what's the controversy? I guess the controversy is that some people uh, he shouldn't have told the story. Sort of, yeah. And it's based on a, a real person. And actually, I believe the. The actual dancer is sort of fully in support of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I I can't quite remember how much of it had to do with the actual content, but I know a big part of it was, you know, trans people should be telling trans stories. Uh, So I was sort of surprised that it, because I also hadn't, I don't even know if it's been released in the United States. Yeah, I haven't heard of it.
1: Um, Best actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Again, the weird differentiation. Yeah. Christian Bale, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns. Have you seen that yet? I
0: haven't seen it yet.
1: Uh, I have an issue with that. All I've heard is that his
0: accent uh, was not nominated.
1: It's doing really good business, but it's not become the cultural moment. I really Aquaman. Uh, I really thought it was going to be. I mean, and I thought last night it didn't wave. really win any awards, so yeah. um, it's weird. It's it, you, you mentioned this a little bit before we started recording. We're we're in a strange time where there's some very good things that that are very necessary. Like, and, I, and I've been on the record before that I think. Mary Poppins Returns and Roma were the two movies that I felt I needed the most that I got the most enjoyment from that I was that just warmed my heart and filled my mm-hmm. soul for two very different reasons but I enjoyed both of those movies so much and it's just strange to me that a movie as good as Mary Poppins Returns which is a very good movie on any however you want to look at it Again, it's doing good business. So again, we're a little bit in this thing where, and we've talked about this before, where when we do the podcast, you can kind of see in the downloads, like what, what, what are the... There's the movies you're told everyone is talking about if you read the media, but you look at either the downloads or the business and it doesn't really back a, up exact, that, yeah. that the people aren't really responding. But then you look at something like Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a juggernaut of epic proportions.
0: Yeah, so no, no matter what the critics doesn't might matter. think of it, the fact yeah. that people are... are not just going to see it, but engaging with it. Engaging and with it. it multiple times. And speaking
1: of that, I watched um, Venom on the plane uh, and it was, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was inventive. Tom Hardy was great and hilarious and perfectly cast. And it was a movie that was eviscerated by Absolutely. the critics. Yeah. But again, but did go on, but to, did do go on, on to do huge business.
0: business. People in the nerd community did love it. They were just like, <laughs> you know, they were, at first were divided because I think
1: they were also listening to the yeah. critics. But then they'd be like, Critics and don't know pass. shit. Like, Just look. remember that, people. Critics don't know shit, and we don't know shit. But yeah, what right. I do know is, and Manuel Miranda should not have been nominated for. <laughs> he uh, first, of have all, won, much first of all, first of all, best actor in that movie, Mary Poppins Returns, it has to be Ben Wishaw. The lead male part in Mary Poppins Return is Ben Whishaw, who was amazing and fantastic in this movie, and who won for some TV thing last night right, and gave a, a, a great speech. English scandal. Yes. Yes. He so, He is an excellent he's actor. He's so good. Uh, I don't want to brag.
0: but I saw him in uh, a couple years ago. he was on Broadway in uh, the crucible. Ah. A, a part that I would not have expected hmm. him to play, but he was fantastic.
1: He's great. I I um, you know he he has a certain wispy kind of tweeness about him sometimes that I could see being off-putting. it was it was Mary Poppin's Returns of all things hmm. that I saw him in where I was so impressed because he does kind of a an interesting dark take on the father character and they don't shy away in the movie from. From some of these aspects of his character and, and the pressures that he's under.
0: Well, what I want to say, and I know we're going to ignore TV, but one thing that I saw with all the TV uh, things that did win, uh, nobody's watching any of this stuff. And I think it's <laughs> happening to a certain extent. Like, I have not met a single person who has seen The Kaminsky Method. Uh, I've not met a single person who's seen Escape at uh, Danamora. They could be great where we are right now culturally in terms of... Well, people
1: are watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. People are watching Marvelous... That's true, and it did do well. Or at least white liberals are.
0: Yeah, which is... That's the audience. ...what we're surrounded with. But but I do think that there is something... There's what the critics see because they have to be critics and sort of what sets the tone and you kind of feel the conversation is about versus what people are actually watching. And I think this is in some ways the opposite of the Bohemian Rhapsody thing that on the television thing, the people who are critics are involved in the industry are sort of patting themselves on the back with things that... Most, you know, most people are not going to say, well, in a
1: way, in a movie that I like very much, and I know you like very much. I mean, even the favorite in a way falls into that. I mean, yeah. it's a critical darling, but I mean, it's not a movie that a lot of people are going to see. Yeah. Now, that's fine. But if you if you only read the media and you only looked at Twitter and you only read, sort of saw what people are talking about, you would think that's that's a big movie. Yeah. It's going to be a big movie for awards, perhaps, but it's not really a big business movie, which yeah. is an interesting differentiation. Absolute. Also, by the way, I saw The Old Man and the Gun, the Redford movie. So that was you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a strange movie. Um, I love Robert Redford. I love, yeah. an, I love a movie star. Um, I could be susceptible to an old guy movie, which this very much is. Tom Waits, Robert Redford, and Danny Glover playing a trio of old age bandits. Right
0: which to me sounds like a very charming, it's a charming, a, a yeah, charming premise. And I think it is based on a true story. And right? It, it is based know? on a true
1: story, but it's sort of populated with this very weird, like kind of hipster graphics and, mm. and sort of mournful contemporary country soundtrack. It just, it's a really strange movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Best screenplay motion picture. We talked about Ugh, green book over Alfonso Coron for Roma. Uh, Deborah Davis, Tony McNamara, The Favorite, Barry Jenkins, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Adam McKay for Vice. Throwing out Adam McKay for Vice because that's a horrible <laughs> trash movie. Uh, the Favorite, If Beale Street Could Talk, Roma, all very very good movies that that could win. And of, of those, I guess, to not choose Roma, which is going to go down as one of the greatest films of all time in favor of Green Book. Okay.
0: Again, people seem to be, people seem people. to be loved. Although I will say that the people who I know who have seen it, And loved it are not people whose opinions I respect. So, uh, such as who?
1: Can you name names?
0: uh, Let's say people in my like my extended family who like seeing over the holidays. Like, oh, you know what movie really? Were they wearing MAGA hats? Was the Bohemian Rhapsody was so (laughs) deep, and I was like, really? And and you know what you have to? Green Book. Green Book. It really,
1: really makes you think. (laughs) It's <laughs> a so white guilt movie. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Let's watch Again, it. Maybe maybe, maybe it we're is not. wrong. And
0: absolutely. And look, like I said, I don't. I also don't want to be too. Dis- These are relatives that are certainly more conservative. So perhaps that's my bias against the thinking that they were sort of looking for a sort of a uh, an easy way out. So that's the sort of bias that it looks like to me. It but, looks you know, on the
1: outside like it's like here's this thuggish, uneducated white guy who has probably racist opinions. Yeah. But deep down is a good guy. But when when push comes to shove. He uses his violence to defend the brilliant genius black guy that he's driving. I
0: don't know. And, I, and I get that. And look, and there is something culturally now, and this is maybe why, you know, that, that people do find the idea appealing of reaching across one divide or another, whether it be political or racial or class. Sure. You know, I can see why it would be appealing. So, you know, for all the, the snobbishness that, I, that we're kind of throwing around, like that theme sounds nice. It's just a, a nice theme can also be done in a way, and this goes back to that Andy Samberg Black Panther
1: joke. A little creepy In a
0: way that's that's actually kind of trivialized yes. what your your earnestness can get in the way of your own good yes. intentions.
1: Best actor in a supporting role in a motion in any motion picture. Again, I don't know why we don't the Golden Globes. We're going dif- to differentiate between musical and comedy and drama, except when we do best actor yeah. in a supporting role, which is in any motion picture. Okay. Mahershala Ali, Timothy Chalamet, who was wearing some sort of weird bondage shirt last night. I don't know if you saw that. He wore like a harness shirt. Yeah. Adam Driver, Richard E. Grant, which we can speak to the Can You Ever Forgive Me Juggernaut came to a crashing and thunderous close last night, and it's blanking in the awards. And Sam Rockwell for Vice, and Mahershala was the winner. Uh, Richard E. Grant was sort of the tipped favorite, I would say. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> heading into the awards and i think both he and melissa mccarthy were getting a lot of buzz as possible awards probably both will get nominations again uh but did not come through last night yeah i did watch uh they released a trailer for sam rockwell and michelle williams are doing a bob fossey and gwen verdon uh-huh. limited run series watch the trailer yeah. didn't look good i, I don't know I'm fascinated bo- because I'm of, a Fossy guy. I was about to say, I know you love so, all that jazz, like all right thinking people do. Yes. Uh, and I love Star Eighty. Mm-hmm. Um I love I love all Bob Fossey. Fascinating guy. Sam Rockwell actually, he's a pretty good embodiment of the Fossiness. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. It looked a little cheap, like the trailer. It just looked a little I don't want to say shoddy. It just didn't have the the gloss that I would have expected right. from a big budget, big star thing. So we'll see. Okay. we're not doing T V, but Sandra O oh winning for Killing Eve and pretending to be surprised when she's hosting the show. I mean, obviously this is all worked out as part of the gig. It's not oh, a surprise. I get yeah. I didn't even <laughs> think of a that. break
0: Because they had already done the the uh the highlights of th- that was a bit that I thought did work well. The highlights of previous Golden yes, Globes. With it was just their own. There are two wins. things. Yeah.
1: So it was like have you seen Killing Eve? No, but I'd we, like to because I'm a huge Phoebe Waller-Bridge fan. Uh-huh. And, and I, I
0: hear that that's that's amazing. I yeah,
1: I would like to watch that. And I did tweet at you last night a hilarious anecdote from the Graham Norton show that I encourage people to look up uh, that Phoebe Waller-Bridge told about closing night on a play, backstage shenanigans hilarious best actress in a supporting role in the most picture. i think we have to watch this movie too chris if beale street could talk i'm a yes. big regina king fan
0: she's had a big year between that yes. and uh support the girls which is a yeah a very very small film but um she's great people have been talking about just saying like all, she's amazing in both of them
1: yeah you know, she's, she's she's been, been around, around a long a time while. yeah yep. she
0: was in 227 <laughs> as, uh,
1: as yes. a child actor that's right now Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, so Best Actress nominees were Amy Adams, Claire Foy, Regina King, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, both for the favorite. So I guess we always say in the awards math, well, they cancel each other out, right? Yeah. So we've seen all these, except I haven't seen If Bill Street Could Talk. Um, right. But yes, we really should. But we, we have to watch that now because I think that's going to be in some awards, some awards chatter, and I'm big fan of James Baldwin in the novel, so I, I would, I'm curious to see and how it's the adaptation— And a follow-up uh, to Moonlight. Follow-up uh, to Moonlight, speaking of Mahershala. Of course, you know, I thought Claire Foy in First Man was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I could have seen her.
0: Is that the only—did What did First Man get any other—
1: it won, uh, it won, I think, a sound design award or a— uh, Well-deserved, mm-hmm. I am sure. It, it won something. Best song, Shallow, of course. Mm-hmm. That was where Mark Ronson was talking all the time. And, and Gaga was standing next to him. Uh, best original score. Oh, this is what it won. Best original score. Uh-huh. Justin Hurwitz uh, for First Man. Um, by the way, I, I came across Ludwig Göransson on Twitter. He wrote the score for Black Panther. Uh-huh. What a likable and interesting guy. Look him up if you get a chance. I don't know if you if you were a fan of the Black Panther score or noticed it as you watched the uh-huh. movie. Um, he is half Polish and had some very nice things to say about Cold War and the music in Cold War, because I guess it's a film about music. Yes. I just saw an interview of him on the red carpet and in, a, in an evening where people that were appropriately pitched as, you know, not taking themselves too seriously stood out. I really enjoyed listening to him talk.
0: I did a quick look. At, he also did, you mentioned Venom. He did the score for oh, he Venom. did.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's also doing the movie everyone's talking about that's coming out soon, the Mephiliphalon or whatever, the me- Mecaphalon or the, some big nerd... Nerd out movie that's coming. Um, um, it's like a Star Trek thing or something, or a some series. The Mandalorian. Yes, the Mandalorian. Oh, That's Star Wars. Star yeah, Wars. That's when that Werner Herzog yeah. is going to be. In. That's right. Supporting role. That's where Ben Wishaw won. Um, television series, best motion picture animated. Spider Man into the v- Spider Verse. So that's getting a little love. Yes. This is a movie we also have to do.
0: What um what were the other nominees? Sorry.
1: Incredibles two. Mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs, Mirai, and Ralph breaks the Internet.
0: I don't know Mirai. Uh, I don't either. But I do know the other nominees <clears throat> were all supposed to be really. Uh, Isle of Dogs was exceptional. Great. Very to strong. My mind, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a strong, strong lineup, strong list. And I think Spider Man is the Spider Verse. I've only, I haven't seen any of the others. Now this is another uh, one where
1: I guess there are three writers or directors. Mm-hmm. One of them is an African American guy, and there's two white guys. And the white guys did all the talking in a movie that's I think about a multicultural Spider Man approach.
0: Yeah, it's multiple right. Spider-Man and, and right and yeah, Miles Morales. But the lead is, character
1: is Miles yeah. Morales. So that's it.
0: Yeah, well, that's it for the for Okay, the actual... so wait,
1: let's just do the tallies here. So Green Book won three awards. That's the most of any film last night.
0: Which doesn't sound like such a huge sweep.
1: No, but it won some big ones. Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody won two, Roma won two. Mm-hmm. So I think going into handicapping the Oscars, Chris, Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, Roma, the favorite— First Man, Beale Street Could Talk, Spider Verse, The Stars Born, Vice, and The Wife all won one award last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't think we have any clear favorites in the Best Picture, but those are those are the movies that are going to be in your running. So for us, we got a little homework to do. We got to see if Beale Street Could Talk, Spider Man, um, Green Book, Green Book, and I want I want to do Mary Poppins Returns yeah. just because I want to give it some love. So there you have it. Those are our jaded my own jaded and bitter takes on the awards show category and um, chris's more fulsome and open heart appreciation right. for
0: look at like um my two modes that i did enjoy as uh michael douglas put it Alta cocker's rule michael douglas but he looked a lot better there than he does in actually the, in the uh, kaminsky method in, or in, in ant-man which i saw over the summer oh yeah <laughs> um, he looks like he's in good shape. Uh, I don't want to tell Steve Carell how to do his job, but I really do wish that when the Carol Burnett <laughs> award was given that he actually, has, and the winner is. Yeah. Bell. That would have been hilarious. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, Steve Carell also, I got, there's a little funny thing on Twitter because uh, somebody who follows us on Twitter, I had, I, I, I tweeted that Steve Carell in his introduction said, the greatest moment of my life. And he, and then presents the award to Carol Burnett. And I said, you know, somewhere in New Jersey, Steve Carell's wife and kids yeah. are going, huh? <laughs> and then somebody tweeted at me his professional life. So I rewound the telecast to say, like, oh, did I miss that? He said the greatest moment of my professional life. No, he said. Now, here's the thing. You follow
0: up. And he's like, I stand by it. I <laughs> stand by <laughs> I'm it. I'm so, sorry, wife, so, but. <laughs> um,
1: But again, in 2018, the idea that so much time in an awards telecast, to your earlier point, is going to be given over to the hagiography of Carol Burnett and Jeff Bridges. I, I just don't think that's essential. Like, if we're going to pay attention to things that haven't historically had enough attention paid to them, that strikes me as a couple places where you might be able to remediate that.
0: Carol Burnett was more deserving in the sense of because th- that was specific. You know, she was a, a groundbreaking woman. Sure, but
1: why are we doing this in 2018? I don't get. Well, the,
0: 2018. You know, it's sort of the second run of what relevance Year of, the of
1: that is to the thing, like. But but I think Ber- Ber- I'm saying if you're trying to do a, an awards telecast in 2018 and, and you're putting it on broadcast television and year after year after year, your ratings are going down. I think you have to start thinking about how am I going to grab an audience here? Yeah, but I, I, Carol Burnett, like guess, as much as I love Carol Burnett, she's not grabbing an audience for you at the expense maybe. of, frankly, Fiji Water Girl or the Missy Metz, Allison Bree, you know, death match. I
0: wonder what you... What they conceive of the audience for the Golden Globes as being like... Maybe Old they people really, like themselves. Frankly, yes. And but it's not. That's not the audience. But that's what I think they were going for with Carol Burnett. And this sort of earnestness of the fact that, like, here's here's this groundbreaking woman who should be celebrated in this year of, you know, Me Too, Time's Up. Jeff Bridges, I did enjoy it, but I did, like, go, <laughs> like, have a drink, make some popcorn. I was like, oh, my God, he's still... Rambling? And I love the guy. I don't, he has certainly not suffered from a lack of attention.
1: I love Jeff Bridges. I love Jeff Bridges and his wife. I love their marriage. I love that he's Hollywood royalty, that he wears it loosely. Yep. Um, I don't smoke pot, but I thought that Jeff Bridges, who was then followed by Harrison Ford, must represent two different strains of potent <laughs> marijuana. Okay? Like, Jeff Bridges was sort of loose and easy and kind of physical and rambling and then went on a Buckminster Fuller riff. Yeah. Which I'm sure you must have appreciated. And then Harrison Ford comes out, who is such a low key presence, to state it politely. Yeah. So all the time spent on Jeff Bridges and Carol Burnett, I would rather spend watching clips and musical performances.
0: Yeah. Well, so there you have it Mr. and Mrs. Golden Globe. Oh, and also. I thought it was very
1: ironic. How are they going to handle this? The absence of Brian Singer from any conversation when Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win more and more awards, it's going to get a little awkward and it's going to continue to be a story. The producer last night did not mention his name at all. Yeah. Although
0: um, on Twitter this morning, I guess, Brian Singer was saying, like, what an honor.
1: Oh, was he really? Was <laughs> he being ironic? Was like, or was No, he,
0: I think he was just trying to, like, you just know, trying again, to, who knows what, who what knows. goes in somebody's mind. Like, you mentioned the Kevin Spacey. What, does what, he think what he's is he doing thinking doing with the yeah. uh, let me be frank and the yeah. and the uh delivering pizza to the reporters yes. and stuff like <laughs> there could be reasoning behind it but whether it's ironic whether it's self-defeating whether it's uh you know hoping for a hail mary of goodwill yeah or just obtuseness which i think in Brian Singer's case it probably is
1: it's going to be a continuing thing they're going to have to deal with yeah. cuz I, lo- I i listen i love awkwardness yeah. so i love any moment that's freighted with awkwardness chris uh
0: well will Look forward to more of those as Oscar season
1: rolls on. Next up, Sunday night, Critics' Choice Awards. (laughs) We will not be doing a bonus pod on those, trust me. And we're not going to live tweet. We'll just mention them in our whatever (laughs) we're recording that week. (laughs) Um, okay, I bet so that's one where there we're getting this up they today. Have, uh, alcohol on the tables or, or cocaine. Um, <laughs> today's Monday. We're going to get this up this afternoon, yes. and Thursday we're releasing our Vice episode. Yes, tune in. Which, if you like vitriol and irritation, you'll probably enjoy that podcast. And who doesn't?